0: Welcome to the Schoolhouse Life Podcast, where we believe that life is a schoolhouse.
1: Totally. We're super dorks with a passion for sharing our love of homeschooling, homesteading, natural health care, plant medicines, natural childbirth, healthy eating, meditation, creative endeavors, overall self-sufficiency for the whole family.
0: Oh, and don't forget self-development and spirituality.
1: Oh, of course. Key players.
0: We hope you'll be inspired to do things you haven't, try things that could make your life better. And mostly, we want to encourage you to
1: never stop learning and let your life be a schoolhouse, too.
0: Hey, everybody. So we wanted to talk to you about a movie we just watched last night on permaculture. It's called Inhabit. Inhabit.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm forgetting right now who made this movie, but it was really well done, and they actually posted it this week for free to watch just streaming online. So uh, we took advantage of that. We've actually watched it as a whole family.
0: Yeah, and we did something kind of fun. This is Lacey's idea, and once again, it was a genius idea. Um, <laughs> she had the kids all get notepads and write down ideas that they were inspired by the movie to do on the homestead, which... Um, Actually, then Lacey and I also got Mm notepads out and wrote down some ideas. And at the end of the movie, we shared our ideas as a family on, you know, some ways that we can improve the homestead, some ways we can make things just better based off of the inspiration. So, and I felt like, if you really pressed all of us we could have probably doubled our list
1: yeah and i want to just give you an overview of what the the movie the premise of the movie is so it, it has a lot to do with permaculture so the i it really was an exploration of permaculture and what is permaculture um and how does it apply to us no matter where you are you don't have to be a farmer um it can be um, just how you live your life really because permaculture makes us think about our impact um, how we live, and then also how we how we um, integrate with the environment around us. Um, so it doesn't just apply to agriculture, it also applies to, you know, just the way in which we make choices in our daily life. So it was really beautifully done. I think they did such a great job of incorporating all kinds of different permaculture lifestyles. So people who lived in an urban setting and they were rooftop gardening to people who were, you know, had a giant, Thousands of acres of farmland and then on to like
0: suburbs,
1: suburbs and then small homesteads um, and different ways that people are incorporating um, these permaculture ideas um, and into their lives in a really powerful way. So it it was beautiful. There were community gardens um, and yeah, less than a quarter of an acre lots and so there was just a ton of really great inspiration.
0: Well, one of the big takeaways that I had was, um, I think it was Ben is one of the permaculture gurus on there, was talking about the idea of, you know, what are we doing? You know, everybody says to like reduce your um, impact on the environment, but what if instead we looked at how can we make the environment better? So rather than just reducing it what the activities that we're doing are actually improving the quality.
1: Yeah, what he was talking about was that we when we think about reducing our impact, like we basically come to the conclusion that the best impact we could have is to not exist at all. <laughs> and that's kind of depressing, right? Because right. we were put here yeah. on purpose. And so I think what's beautiful about that and if we can shift our mind is that our impact doesn't have to be negative at all it shouldn't be eliminated our impact should be for the betterment of the world around us and so um,
0: well it was kind of like i'm in one of these sustainability groups on facebook and there was this whole thread and it was kind of almost a gut punch to me Mm -hmm. is there's this whole thread on how people shouldn't be having children right now Mm -hmm. because of the impact on you know the environmental impact and My point was, if we have children that we're teaching to make the world better, Mm -hmm. that's better than not having children at all, because Mm -hmm. you're never going to stop everybody from having children.
1: Yeah. And the truth is that we can take the systems that are here. We're meant to be in this. I mean, this this earth was created specifically for us, at least I believe it was. And it was meant to um, meant to fill our, our needs, but we were also meant to help um, facilitate its needs as well. And so I think one of the things that I took away from the movie for sure was like, okay, not only can we use this earth, but we can better this earth. We can make it work even better and improve it for the future. And, and that's actually something we've been really learning about regenerative agriculture, which is this idea that the earth actually, um, we can manipulate things to make it do uh, even better so like one of the things is we can carbon sink with really great soil soil will absorb carbon and so and
0: why do we want to do that
1: why do we want to sink carbon yeah because there's too much carbon in the atmosphere we're releasing carbon all the time with the different activities that we're doing um agriculture industry um you know burning fossil fuels burning trash burning i mean everything that we do creates carbon
0: and if you in case you don't know the carbon in the atmosphere is actually doesn't allow the heat back out of Mm. the atmosphere right so that's the whole greenhouse effect right Uh, so we want to keep as much of it basically on the ground Mm -hmm. or in the ground as possible
1: and um eliminating or decreasing carbon uh, release is the major um major goal of people who are fighting climate change. Um, so taxing carbon emissions is one of the things that, you know, is kind of common these days. Um, but what we haven't explored as much is how can we sink more carbon? And one of the most powerful ways to do that is to restore um, restore the farmlands um, and the the grassy things that have been destroyed through industry and through farming, industrialized fashion. And so, yeah, I mean, I think us being a part of that change and facilitating and managing, you know, cattle or sheep or whatever grass growing, we can have a really powerful impact on changing, um, changing the outlook of, of that carbon issue.
0: So what was your biggest inspiration? What was the, the project or the homestead or who, who inspired you the most on there?
1: Oh goodness! Well, I have my list. I didn't bring it down with me. I should have. What was yours? You start.
0: Um. Well, I feel like it's Mark Shepard is always mm. my yeah. inspiration. That guy, just what he's done with like chestnuts, and he has. If you, if we've you heard him speak in real life, yeah. so we have
1: kind of and, and, and read his his.
0: his he wrote the book Restoration Agriculture. Yeah. Um, it's just this idea of. Like, he took out in the Midwest in is Minnesota. Is that right? I can't remember. Somewhere out there. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Think, yeah. Um, and he just created this beautiful, like, oasis of um, all these major tree species, basically kind of replicating what it would have looked like out there before it got plowed and made straight and flat for, you know, monocultures mm-hmm. and made it into this... um farm that's like all on contour and kind of weaves all along and has like chestnut trees and hazelnut trees and um, just all these different berries berries and all that kind of thing. And uh-huh. he said that they actually had the University of Illinois did a study on his farmland and, you know, per acre he's got more um, food coming per acre than even the cornfields next door to him. So it was just, you know, super powerful to see this, really robust and dynamic um, farmland that he's created where Mm -hmm. he basically doesn't have to do anything except move animals around. Now nature is just doing what nature is supposed to. And um, he's creating, you know, like he could walk away and it would keep working, Mm -hmm. you know, and that.
1: And he doesn't need inputs like chemicals, like fungicides, any of these things that those other monocultures are completely reliant on. And without those things, they wouldn't they wouldn't make the produce at all.
0: And I thought actually too is inspirational. Like he was saying that like his biggest issue now is that he has a surplus of wood. So he because his forests are getting so big now, he has to go through and keep thinning them. And so he's got like chestnut wood and hazelnut wood and like all these really high end woods that he's got to pull out of the woods so he can make like just to
1: manage just yeah. to
0: manage it. But he can make like you know wood for furniture and firewood. And, you know, so it's like he's got a surplus now. Yeah,
1: the surplus, I think, is the most exciting part from any of those, any of the stories that we we heard in this movie is just this idea that there is an abundance if we can just acknowledge that this, the system and participate in the system and facilitate the system instead of working against it, which is, I think what we tend to do in so many different ways. Like now I'm like thinking of that as a metaphor in our lives. I think a lot of times we push, 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 and try to work against, you know, the grain. And if we can figure out how to work in, um, within the context and then manipulate it to our best benefit, then, um, that's when we'll see this like thriving and, and just more than enough sort of, um. Existence, which is what I think we were meant to experience. So Yeah, yeah. and I
0: feel like it was timely with, you know, COVID, coronavirus kind of thing going on. Like this whole, I feel like we're being taught a lesson on pushing the environment too much. And Mm. um, this is, you know, we're all being forced to slow down and kind of look. And, you know, that's one of the permaculture principles they were talking about is just observing and seeing how nature works and then working with nature. Mm-hmm. So that's it's an opportunity for all of us to spend some time while we're all sitting in our houses <laughs> or on our homesteads and, you know, kind of observe what's some little things we can do. I, you know, for me, I, I felt kind of guilty because we don't have rain barrels on our downspouts, but, you know, it's something simple we could do and mm-hmm. it would, you know, be easy. Um, so, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, no, overall, I thought it was just a really well done and, and a really good exploration of the um, potential um, that we all have in one way or another, no matter what kind of situation we're living in, to to kind of be aware and connect more with the land around us. Now, if you're not on any kind of, like, if you're in an apartment or condo or whatever, um, the truth is you can connect to nature in different ways, you know, get involved in community garden or at least with a farmer who is aware of all of this. And, um, and that can be really huge. Your impact to help a farmer do what they can do best is, is massive. So yeah. yeah,
0: definitely. Someone that can learn or knows what they're doing to help. I mean, even on our homestead, just, you know, we've had people come out and just help for a day and that makes a huge impact.
1: Yeah, you know, I think one of the other things that I take away from this is that, you know, a lot of times we associate farming with like this, um, just, just the strain and the difficult like farm life. Oh my goodness, it's just a martyr type lifestyle. And it doesn't have to look like that. And the people in these, this film they're living this life of, you know, they're excited to, to explore and they have this surplus around them. And it's really inspiring because I think we just have this connotation of what farming looks like and what it could like is look like is really beautiful and attractive. And, um, and so, yeah, I think that alone was pretty, pretty exciting.
0: I think that again was like the going with nature versus fighting it. Like mm-hmm. if you go with it, it kind of all flows. I mean, I know from firsthand we both know from firsthand that, It's not as romantic as that movie makes it out to be. I mean, we planted 10 or 15 chestnut trees and we have one alive, Mm. you know, so it's there is a there is still a challenge with it. But um, taking that lesson and being like, okay, well, maybe that's not where chestnut trees need to live, you know,
1: so. But you do hit a stride. So it's like in anything, you know, when you're learning and mastering new things, you start to hit a sweet spot, you know, as you move through. And, um, and so even though it's might be challenging at first or harder at first, you, you get to a place where you're like, Oh yeah, but it was worth that initial effort. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, all anyway, right. I get hope it. you guys all take advantage of it while it's free. I don't know that that will last forever. Um, it it was a really fun movie to watch. Even the kids enjoyed it. Um, we actually have some other favorite movies that have, have some permaculture connotations, and I think including the kids, in, it's like this is this is homeschool for us, right? So right. Um, it's one little thing you can do together and enjoy potentially. So. And we'll
0: put the link to it in the show notes so you can get to it if it's still Easy free. Easy access. Yeah. yeah.
1: Anyways, all right, check it out. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it, um, and hope you have a great week.
0: And remember, never stop learning.
1: That's right.